It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Sports Day with Peter Vlahos for Kia, the eight-seat Kia Carnival, a grand utility vehicle. Yeah, great to have your company, and we're going to talk a bit of cricket now because the final of the ODI series between Australia and England was played at the MCG last night. I want to have a chat to John Townsend, very respected uh, cricket uh, journalist, come commentator, has been following cricket at uh, the elite level, that is at the national level and even the interstate level for many years. So I invited John to have a chat about cricket on the program today. Speaking of cricket, interesting developments at the SCG. Stumps on day two in the Sheffield Shield match between New South Wales and WA. WA were dismissed in their first innings for 127 and then New South Wales were routed for 93 and at Stumps on day two, uh, WA 233, in fact, sorry, 100 and, let's just check it. Yeah, 127, sorry, they made 233 in the first innings, 127 in the second innings, New South Wales were dismissed uh, 93 in their first time at bat. So uh, certainly a lot of wickets in the uh, game at the SCG. Let's talk cricket with John Townsend. John, thanks for your time. Thanks, Peter. And from those scores, WA are well on top. Yeah, I think they lead by about... Yeah, and it looks like 267 they lead by. And it looks like they'll uh, continue their dominance in this season's Sheffield Shield. Unbeaten and top of the tree. So it's looking good. Yeah, their depth is good. They've they've got some outstanding talent. It's the, the legacy of a of several times in the last probably six or eight years, they've had groups of young players come to come through and we're seeing the latest lot too. You know, Teague Wiley, I mean, he had a, he got a hundred earlier in the year. He's battled a little bit since then, but we know that it, he, he's shown that he's a pretty good player. And then those other, those real hardened players, you know, Cartwright, Bancroft, Whiteman, Darcy Short as well, even though he hasn't really had a great shield career. He, he's played for Australia. He's a very good player. They they are on the top of their game, so they've got yeah. and they're not. And the other thing too that that's to WA's benefit, they're not losing a lot to Australia. Even though Cam Green's a, you know, he's a he's a um, essential part of the Test and One Day sides now playing T Twenty cricket. Josh Inglis is on the road a bit, and we know Richardson's injured, but they're not losing a lot of players to Australia. So they've got, you know, international quality players, Bancroft, Cartwright. Uh, Richardson, they've all played Test cricket for Australia and they're playing for WA more often than not. And it's very similar to what happened in WA in the late 90s, you know, when they had Langer, Martin, Gilchrist, Moody, Angel, Julian, all these players who were good enough to play for Australia but couldn't get picked for Australia. And they were all there at the same time for WA and WA had a great period and it's it's being repeated again now. 
Yep, a lot on uh, the shoulders. Do you think of Corey Rocciolli uh, tomorrow in the second time of bat for New South Wales? Took four wickets uh, in dismissing New South Wales for 93. I'm very impressed with Matthew Kelly, by the way. Uh, uh, John, 3-4-9 off seven overs, uh, and he's taking wickets left, right and centre at the moment. He's a very, very exciting oh, product, isn't he? Oh, he is. He is. He's a very steady player. He's very similar to a lot of players we've seen for WA over the years. Just a very consistent, you know, very consistent in what he does. Doesn't go outside the, doesn't swim outside the flags all that often. Just turns up, does his job. He's very reliable. He's very durable. Doesn't miss too much. Reminds you a bit of, you know, players like Joe Angel and, and Ken McClay to some degree. Maybe not the same in their style and the way they you know, the, the skills that they have, but just the fact that they turn up, they do the same job Monday to Friday, no hesitation, keep doing it week in, week out, and the, the team's, uh, you know, benefits from their reliability. You've covered international cricket for a long time, John. You've been involved in cricket uh, for a number of years. And at the moment, there is a real question mark about where Australian cricket, that is the appreciation of the Australian national cricket team sits. Uh, damning figures in relation to the third one-day international of the MCG. There were a couple of showers of rain. Of course, the weather wasn't great and it was reduced to 48 overs yesterday. But when David Warner and Travis Head strode out to the centre of the wicket, they reckoned there was no more than 1,000 people at the start of that uh, third ODI. There was maybe 7,000 by the time the innings was over and the official attendance was around 10,000. Why has it gone that way? Because the attendances for Australian games, even in the World T20 uh, World Cup, weren't exactly fantastic. Oh, look, I, I think there's a combination of things, Peter. One, the team's not playing all that well. We, they were very good, obviously, last summer. Test cricket, they're, they're outstanding. And I, I have no doubt they will be dominant again in test cricket this summer. They won't lose a test match. And, mm-hmm. and they'll beat South Africa and, and the West Indies, both of whom are pretty thin on talent, I think they'll beat them very comfortably. But there's a few things going on, including obviously what happened with Justin Langer at the at the start of this year when he got squeezed out as as coach. The players didn't want him. The players got rid of him. They've replaced him with their man in Andrew McDonald. And I I think Andrew McDonald's a, a solid character and he knows his stuff. But he's he's there at the behest of the players. He can't crack the whip with them. And I wonder if George Bailey's in the same boat as well, the chairman of selectors and. We saw him not that long ago sitting on the bench in amongst the players wearing his team track suit. It was a very poor look, I, I thought, for a, for a chairman of selectors who has to be dispassionate and, and make hard decisions about players in their careers. To be in there in the middle of them laughing and yahooing with, with players was a very poor look. And now, that's only one element. I, mm. I think they, they've had a, a period where they haven't performed well. And in fact, I mean, they smashed England. And I think we saw against England in this three one-day series probably signs of what we'll see in the Test Series. The, the fast bowlers will dominate and the top order will be very strong. But why didn't they do it three weeks ago when they were defending a world title on their home soil? They, they, were, they were very poor in the World Cup. They didn't look as though they were ready to go. They didn't play to their merits. And, and they got beaten pretty comfortably, losing that first game to New Zealand so poorly, set them up for the rest of the, the tournament, and they, they couldn't make up that ground, obviously. So they've, they, they're picking and choosing when they are, they're ready to play. They're, they're a compromising team. They, they don't play uncompromising cricket. 
when everything goes right, they play pretty well. When something goes wrong, they play poorly. And I think that the the crowd, the people in Australia that follow cricket, probably have some. Uh, they're, they're disaffected because of it, because of Langer, because of the the form slumps, the the fact that the players pick and choose. That Pat Cummins, the captain, is having a say about you know he, he's swimming outside the, the the flags a bit. He's going into areas that are not his concern. And what's it matter to the captain of Australia where that where his income comes from? And mm, he, he's mm. you know having a crack at a sponsor, he, even though he you know flies around the world. He, he uses up a fair bit of uh, uh, petrochemicals in him making his millions of dollars a year. And here he is saying to Cricket Australia, I don't want your one of your major sponsors. So I think that that burns people a bit. Plus, it's, a, it's early in the season too. You know, World Cup being played at the start of the summer in October. There's only ever been six international matches before November in Australian history. And here you have right. having a, a World Cup tournament in, in October. So really, at, you know, they got off to a bad start. It's been poorly sold. The leadership at Cricket Australia is at its lowest ebb in many, many years. And we're seeing that on any number of issues, including the handling of, of David Warner in recent times, the, the Justin Langer situation, um, the fact that, you know, the players are running the show. I, I think people, people are disaffected. You know, it's mm. a great Australian sport. There's great affection for cricket. But people are saying, we don't need this. And while Steve Smith and, and David Warner are involved, there's a fair percentage of Australian cricket fans are thinking, I'm not interested while they're there. But they, uh, you know, they smeared the country and uh, they're back into the team. There's a very strong sense of that, I think, that yeah. you know, while That's those players are there, people, are, people aren't very happy with Australian cricket. No, you've wrapped it up very uh, well, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. So saying that, on November the 30th, we've got a test match, and we've been devoid of test matches because of COVID over the last couple of years. We've got the West Indies here. I'm a bit uh, frightened by the turnout and how many people actually go. West Indies certainly aren't the test team that we grew up supporting in the 70s and 80s. They're a far shadow of that. After all, they failed to get into the major draw in the T20 World Cup. Uh, there's still that protest vote, I reckon, against Justin Langer by a lot of West Australians. Could it be embarrassing, the attendances at the Test match? Uh, well, I, I'm hearing that the ticket pre-sales, pre and this is only a week before the, the match, are in the hundreds. No, not in the thousands. They're in the hundreds of sales. It could, mm. it could be a record low whacker test. And remember that, uh, a WA test. Remember when Zimbabwe came in October 2003, one of those very few internationals, played before November, crowds are in the low thousands. And I think this could be replicated again next week, very, very sadly, at a, at a stadium that is a fantastic place to play cricket. But when people are reading that the WACA chief executive is deciding to have a holiday rather than attend the first test match in Perth in three years, they're probably thinking to themselves, why should I bother turning up? If the most significant and most senior administrator in WA cricket thinks it's not worth going to, why should I bother going? I'd, I think there's a lot of elements in Australian cricket and West Australian cricket at the moment that are working against the best interests of the game. And I think we're going to see it. People will vote with their feet next week. And it, whether it's embarrassing or not, that's for, for people to decide, I suppose. But I'm sure the numbers will be very low. 
John, as we leave you, uh, you love your cricket. You've played, of course, community cricket. Uh, you love the sport. You've covered it very well as a professional journalist come commentator for a number of years. Are you a bit concerned regarding the state of the game and the sport here in Western Australia or in Australia for that? Oh, well, look, only the one thing I'd say, Peter, over, over many, many decades and clearly before your and my time in the game, but, you know, World War... World Wars came along. World Series came along. Don Bradman retired. There were all these moments where cricket was challenged. And over more than a century, cricket's always found a way to get through, to find the next generation of stars, to get the next generation of supporters and people who come to the game because it is, it's such a fantastic game. It, it's, you know, it, it resonates with Australians and with people all around the world. Um, so from that sense, I'm not worried about the long-term future of the game. The game will survive, as, as it always has done. But I am concerned about where it is at the moment and the fact that we now live in a world where, you know, competition for time and for eyeballs has never been stronger, but either from other sports or from other activities or people who just don't really even have a, have a um, you know, a, a strength of commitment to the sport itself. So that's the one thing about it that causes some concerns for me. But... On the whole, I'm, I'm an optimist about cricket. And as I said, you know, World Series cricket came, even the ball tampering in South Africa four years ago. You know, the, wor- the world stopped then. But mm. that's, you know, the, the game has recovered, even, even though it's been up and down. The game always recovers. Cr- cricket will always out. And I'm very confident that cricket will out again. But it's going through a pretty tough patch at the moment, that's for sure. Yeah, good on you, John. Thanks for joining us. Uh, love talking no cricket. I'm, gla- Thanks, I'm glad I got you on tonight. You gave us your opinion, and I agree with you. Thanks for your time. Cheers. Cheers, Pete. See good you on you. John Townsend there talking about you know, the state of Australian cricket. What do you think? Uh, get on the temper at Bedshed Text Machine, 0487 736 736. Uh, we'll do it again. I like that little uh, ding-dong. 0487 736 736. Do you agree with John Townsend? I certainly do in a lot of aspects, and it's quite damning uh, in relation. John gets all the inside information regarding cricket that ticket sales for the first test of the summer, West Indies taking on Australia at Optus Stadium, it gets underway a week today. The ticket sales are in the hundreds and not the thousands. And I'm just wondering how much it's going to improve. And he made an interesting point, uh, Christina Matthews, who has been a, a friend of ours and has been on... My program, many a time over the years, the CEO of the Wacker has decided to take uh, a break on the eve of WA hosting uh, their first test match at Optus Stadium in three years. So interesting times when it comes to cricket. In fact, tomorrow I'll be speaking to the interim chair of the West Australian Cricket Association, Avril Fay. As we know, there's been a lot of... uh, Uproar and certainly people leaving the Wacker board. A lot of controversy, a lot of politics have been played out. Graham Wood, Mike Valletta exited. Uh, there then was uh, elections for independence to come onto the Wacker board. We'll find out where it is. I think Johnny Vererity possibly will get on. And there's also talk about Michael Gannon, the former head of the Australian Medical Association, also getting a position on the board. We'll find out exactly where WA Cricket is at when we speak to Avril Fay, the interim chair of the West Australian Cricket Association, uh, tomorrow here on Sports Day. Now, the Waffle Grand Final is a long way off, but it's been confirmed. I think they're going to stick with it after the success this year 
at Leaderville Oval that it will be played a week after the AFL Grand Final. It's come out officially. The Waffle Grand Final is said to be played post the AFL Grand Final. Put it down in your diary, Saturday, October 7, 2023. So there you go. Uh, I think they're going to stick with it, and why not? It was a great success of a leadable oval, uh, because that week after the AFL Grand Final, everybody could focus on uh, grassroots community and state footy. Fantastic. All right. With the exception of SEN Track 657, after the break, we'll be picking up the first game of the World Cup program for tonight. Those people on SEN 657 Track, you'll be back with Sports Day coming up next with Peter Vlahos. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.